How did you hook up with Danny? So yeah, that was just a chance email that um, one of our, I think it was maybe uh, Cam's uh, stepmom sent over, um, and uh, yeah, he just he, he happened to get it. Um, I think his his manager in LA had suggested that he listen to it, and he just happened to really like it. Um, you know, out of the kind of thousands of other demos he gets every week. So we did just get quite lucky. You know, obviously, the, you know, he had to like it and he had to like what we were about. But in terms of him actually hearing it in the first place, it was just completely by chance. That was just 2019. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think December 2019, we recorded it and then it came out uh, 27th of March 2020. Wow. Just the fact that Speedy Wonderground like to work really quickly, don't they? You their aim yeah. their aim is to get it done when you do a single like that which is just released on seven inch isn't it i think or 12 inch yeah um they they want to get it done in one day is that right and it's like yeah that that's it and i think so you do all your live tracking in one day and i, I think the point of and, and then you leave it with dan and he'll do do his own treatment on it and do a mix but i think the point of that is you know we have done recording before with other people and if you sit on it for too long you kind of you start going down to oh that just needs to be shifted by a decibel and that and you know you kind of you stop hearing the music and you, you're just looking at dials on a screen in the end so that the fact that you kind of it's there and it's done and whether it's perfect or not it's out in the world i think is a really good way to do it yeah in terms of the album that you just made with speedy wonderground um yeah. tired of liberty did you have a bit more freedom to do it in the way you wanted to do it or how, how did it work with yeah album? yeah absolutely because we'd already done an ep with him um and i think that was where we sort of <clears throat> really grew a little bit closer with our relationship with dan and speedy and so we kind of by the time we came to doing the album we really had this great understanding of each other so as much as we did want to follow those speedy principles and, and do it quite fast and, and not overthink it too much we did have a little bit more time to go this is what we want to do. So, for example, when we were doing the album, Dan had this crazy idea to do sort of a curve in the way the sound opens up. So we started the recording, the very first track, People Are Scary, um, everything completely damp, you know, drums dead as anything, you know, no reverb and really close mics. And then by the last track, which is a re-recording of Generation Game, it's just you're only hearing room mics, the drums are bleeding everywhere, and it's... And, that's what we wanted to go for. We wanted it to slowly open up, and and so literally, we by song by song, we were just moving the microphones back from the sources, uh, you know, half a foot or whatever. And um, so by the end, it's just got this lovely, really open sound. Yeah, nice. That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when you do your fifth album, you can take you know a bit more time, do some more overdubs. <laughs> Polish it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've come from a very interesting place, haven't you? Because you basically released that first track, I think, uh, around about the initial lockdown, the first lockdown. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, it was, yeah. And then uh, obviously you weren't able to do the gigs that you were planning on doing and everything. I mean, it must have been quite easy to go, well, what the hell's, what the hell do we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I think at the time, of course, we were really frustrated you know we just kind of got our first little bit of a break and and we were kind of ready to take it on but I think in the end it maybe ended up being a bit of a blessing in disguise because you know having been 16 when that came out 
I think we all maybe needed a little bit of time to mature and develop our craft a little bit before we took it out into the world. So it meant that when all that kind of shit show ended and, and we were able to get back out there, we were kind of quite polished and we knew what we wanted to do and what, what we wanted to sound like. And it's, it's also meant we've had all this time to work on this album, which, you know, we, we, we'd never say we don't love anything we've done before. We love absolutely everything we put out, but this album is definitely the main offering. Um, and I think the best representation of us as a band at the moment. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad you, you stuck it out, stuck with it and just, uh, Rode it basically, see what happens, yeah. and and now you're back to, it's pretty much back to normal, isn't it? You got a full t- full tour coming up in um, September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to take you all around the country and Europe as well. Uh, a date in Brighton, at Patterns on the second of October. But you're but you're from Yorkshire, aren't you? The whole Yorkshire is where you're from. Um, yeah. And you'll be doing your Hebden Bridge Trades Club shows up there, which is basically, I guess that's your home. Is that is that sort of the home venue or is that is it just the... Uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we've got... So we've got a release party on the 26th when the record actually comes out at the Gold Mine. So the, the Gold Mine's always been... That was where we were sneaking in, you know, when we were maybe a little bit too young to be in there. Um and, and that's kind of where we sort of found our love for live music, but also the trade of watching the Orioles from an early age there was, you know, really exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be really special because this is probably the biggest tour we've ever done, going around the whole country and then coming back to our hometown is going to be really exciting, yeah. So the Golden Lion, tell me a bit about that because I've not really heard of that place before. Um... That, oh, that... That place is special, yeah. That's um, I, I think the thing with the Golden Line, the trades is great and uh, really gave us our kind of first leg up into the the live music industry and, and what we're doing now. But in, in terms of being exposed to different kinds of culture, the Golden Line, there's no place like it. Hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're all very keen on our guitar music and that is definitely a massive part of what we do. But if it wasn't for the Golden Line, we'd never have discovered dance music. And, and I think that's maybe where we get a little bit of a leg up on some other bands potentially down south that kind of maybe get tunneled into a particular way of thinking and, and thinking that you know with this we're post-punk we're, we're nothing else and we can't break from that mold yeah. I, I think the thing is we had the golden line where we could just mix any random shit we wanted to together and it and it turned out quite interesting um but yeah it's an amazing place gig that runs it she's an amazing woman puts on all kinds of nights and it's just a really welcoming community space it's amazing so that's todd morden and you mentioned the orioles and uh, there's yeah. also a working men's club as well aren't they based around there yeah they are yeah I, I, you know I, I think we probably see uh the orioles a little bit more i guess working yeah, yeah. Club are off doing so, their own thing but uh yeah so there's quite a little um little bit of a Seen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, there is, and uh, I, I think we'd never deny there is something going on up here. We're we're, yeah. we're proud that there is something happening up here, but equally, we would like to, you know, be known in sure. our own right. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but you know, there is something in the water there. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's there must be a lot of exposure to creativity and stuff. That is, yeah. it's a great place to get it started. I think. So, have you done any? Have you managed to do any festivals this summer? 
like wide awake. Uh, I think we've, we've got quite a few more coming up end of the road, and we're really excited for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty hectic because, as I say, we're not overly used to gigging the way we are at the moment. Um, and so it's just been one thing to the other. You know, some days I've woken up in the van and not known whether I'm in Belgium or Germany, which yeah. you know, is, is a really exciting feeling, but can be a little bit disorientating at times. Just go back to the album. It's called Tired of Liberty. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if there's a reference on any of the tracks uh, to that, but um, whether there is or there isn't, can you, what was the reasoning? What, what does that mean, Tired of Liberty? What's, what's, what's going on there? So Tired of Liberty, um, of, of course, we're not saying that people are tired of liberty. It's quite the opposite. You know, it, yeah. we're saying never, never get tired of liberty. That's kind of the message to take from it. And yeah, like you say, there's, there's nothing directly talking about that. But as a whole, the theme of the album, whether it be in a political or a personal or a, you know, or a drug use context or whatever, it's this idea that we, we can all feel restricted. And I think what we wanted to do with this album was create a piece of work that people could feel like they've had their moment of liberty listening to, you know. So th there's a lot of things about whether it be political restrictions or just, you know, general oppression, just trying to find your, find your best way of staying out of it and finding that freedom and yeah. Yeah, never tire of liberty. I get that now. Yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Because yeah. obviously, you know, some of the songs, you know, it's quite... You know, it, there's nothing particularly flippant about a lot of this music, is there? It's, it's the mu no. you know, the lyrics are very um, serious, but in a uh, I don't know how to put it really, not overly serious, you know, not like uh, ramming it no, down your throat or that sort of thing. But um, but obviously, you do take some things seriously, even just local issues around your neck of the woods, but uh, but also yeah. general stuff as well. Like boredom, boredom is a drug. For instance, that song. I mean, is that just? Can you can you talk about that? Yeah, that's so. Uh, boredom is a drug. That one's about our hometown. I think that might have been one of the. So when we went down to record it, we uh, we had a week, um, and some of the songs we finished off lyrics literally the night before. But boredom is a drug in particular is about our hometown of Hebden Bridge, which I don't, I don't know how much you know about. Is you know no, obviously. Not much. So it you know it. It's definitely, it's definitely a lovely place to grow up. We're, we're, you know, not saying we've had it tough by any means, but it's definitely got its downfalls. And and that being that there is a lot of drug culture, and and whether it be you're using drugs or not, you get this valley bottom fever where you can feel like there's nothing else to the world, mm. and and you sort of you get hooked on this feeling. And you know, we've had so many friends, kind of, and you know, the people come before us that have really suffered with that. And, you know, and again, that's comes under tired of liberty, people being, you know, sort of oppressed by drug use and, and mental health, you know, and, and that's kind of what we wanted to get across with the whole yeah. album, whether it be in a personal context, in a political context, is just being held back by things and, you know, wanting to find some freedom. Yeah. Yeah, so I get. I guess when you reach a certain age, things get a little bit. What? What, what can we do? <laughs> what is there to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Ab absolutely. And and that's the thing. It's a, it's a small little town with loads of creativity and loads of really exciting people. But it's just really like a lot of places. I'm sure it's just really easy to fall into that 
into that lifestyle and that culture, which, yeah, you know, it, it has its positives. We wouldn't be where we are and we wouldn't be thinking yeah. about the things we're thinking about without exposure to that. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely good to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you've got a lot of, you know, you, 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 uh, it, it's your part of your identity, isn't it, where you've grown up? And um, yeah, there's that there's the song North is your heart, which I imagine is about about that idea is it is it not or uh, yeah absolutely we have uh we have nothing against uh yeah i think a lot of a lot of bands can maybe slag people off just because they're not the same as them we're not we're not one of those bands but we are very proud of our northern identity we're, we're proud yeah. to be a northern band because there is a real lack of exposure to northern bands and that's why i, I am a supporter of you know saying there is a scene where we are because I, you know, I think if for us to all go against each other would be pointless because we're fighting for scraps, really. I, I think a lot of the Southern bands get the, the spotlight and, and a lot of them are worthy of it, but I just think there should be an equal share of Northern bands as well. Yeah. Okay, good. Good stuff. Um, and and just, just about the track um, um, No Driver, which I've been yeah. playing a lot because that was the first, I think it was the first single that came out, wasn't it the first track that came out? Can you talk about that one? Uh, I think that one was a very special song for us. I think, uh, I'll, I'll come on to the lyrics in a minute, but I, I think musically, it sort of really sums us up as a band. I don't know if you know much about this, but we're, we're very, there's no one leader in our band. We are completely four equal parts. Um, and I think what was quite special about No Driver is, you know, musically, none of the parts by themselves should really make sense. But when they all come together, they do. And I think that is, for me, a really nice representation of who we are as a band. Um, and then lyrically, I think it kind of speaks for something we all feel. Um, it, again, it's not dissimilar to Boredom is a Drug about how trapped you can feel and, and wanting to find a way out from things. And, and uh, you know, it's not particularly direct, but I, I think more than anything, the feeling you get from hearing those words, you know, we can all understand that feeling. Yeah. You know, whether it be in black and white or not. Good stuff, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Um, not at all, mate. Especially on your holiday. And uh, I've, I've just been in the sea, so I look a bit like, I don't know. Anyway, I look, I look <laughs> no, a bit... I think I'm about to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have a really wicked last day. And um, when you get back, you'll be back tomorrow. Is that right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Glorious here. <laughs> I've heard that. 30 degrees, apparently. Yes. Going from Almost as hot as Greece. Yeah. 